Your worst fears are coming true. But fear not. (laughs) That's basically a big part of what Jesus was saying in the discourse to his disciples that we heard today. Guys, you're about to be living in diaspora again. Meaning that you are about to be scattered among the nations and living in places that don't really support your faith. The temple that you love so much, it's going to be destroyed in 40 years. And in about 100 years, Israel is going to be gone too. Now, Jesus didn't get quite specific with those times and those that timeline, but he was telling his disciples about the future destruction of the temple and of the nation of Israel itself. Continuing to live out your faith, not going to be easy, guys, Jesus was saying. You won't be able to depend on the beauty or even the existence of the temple. You will have no state, no Jewish government to allow you to keep the ways of your faith. And y'all who are following me and my way, y'all are going to be brought before the synagogues by your family and friends before Israel is even destroyed. Y'all are going to be persecuted from within. So here then is how... Y'all will need to live post-apocalypse. Be steadfast in your faith more than ever. Trust in God and the ways of his gospel. Because you will have no temple, nor any government to turn to. You will have no great community around you making it easy for you to live out your faith. So be steadfast. Live out your faith with intentionality. Live out your faith with each other. And continue to follow in my ways, even when the culture around you says and does otherwise. As disciples of Jesus in the 21st century, we find ourselves in a much less dire, although similar, situation to what Jesus was preparing his disciples for. In America, we're not persecuted and brought before people to be killed for our faith. We're not, the government doesn't say, well, you're a Christian, well, now you have to, you know, repent or die. Um, But we are living in a culture that often says and does things counter to the gospel. Truth be told, we often end up taking that culture as our own and not following the ways of Jesus ourselves. Some of Jesus' teachings are rather difficult. And they don't exactly jive with our mainstream culture or even our natural inclinations. For those who want to save their life will lose it, Jesus taught. And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. You have heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You have heard that it was said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer. But if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. That's not easy. If someone punched me in the face, I would really want to punch them back. And I get that I'm not supposed to, that I'm not supposed to take a breath, count to 10 or 50, and then say, okay. Do you need to hit me again? Because if you do, here I am. And you can. 
I believe that doing that and following in Jesus' way will bring peace and love to the world. Might even diffuse the situation. But that's not exactly easy. And it's not exactly what we would call the American way. Speak softly and carry a big stick is a far cry from turn the other cheek. As Christians, we are somewhat of a people in diaspora. We don't live in a Christian nation. We don't live in a Christian theocracy like the nation of Israel in the first century. We don't have some overarching governmental authority to guide us and keep us in our faith. As Wendy Claire Berry wrote in her book, Faith at Home, the way of Jesus is countercultural, revolutionary, and not quite what mainstream culture would have us believe. So she writes about many ways that we can live out our faith at home or at any other time or place when we're not surrounded and supported by each other, by the buildings of the church, by the community that makes us who we are. Make the dinner table your altar in your house. Prepare your meals and then eat together in such a way that the whole meal is a prayer, that you share your stories of faith, you share where Jesus has been working in your life. Offer up that meal to God in remembrance of Jesus like we do with our altar here on Sunday mornings. Turn your bedtime into a time of reflection like Jesus went away to a lonely place so often to pray and offer up his life to God. Take that time at bedtime to offer up to God the day, the good, the bad. How have I turned away from Jesus? Where have I seen Jesus in my life? And offer that time of reflection to God before ending your day. And as you rise in the morning... Dedicate the coming day to God. Look for all those times and places that you might see Him. And you've just turned your bedroom into a sanctuary, into a sacred space for God. Rather than seeking retribution when wronged, seek peace and forgiveness, following after the ways of Jesus. Follow my way anywhere and everywhere, Jesus said. That's another part of what he was teaching his disciples when he told them that the temple was going to be torn down. He revealed to his disciples that when the temple was gone, they would need to and also be able to find him and follow in his ways anywhere in the world. That was an apocalypse for the disciples. Apocalypse meaning a revelation, a revealing. God's not just here in the temple or in Israel. Jesus was saying God is everywhere and we can live out our faith anywhere. So we also get to find God anywhere in the world, anywhere in our lives. That's life after the apocalypse. Life after the revealing. Your worst fears are coming true, Jesus said. But fear not, for you can find God anywhere. For a lot of folks in our nation, people's worst fears came true when Donald Trump was elected president. And I'm not getting political with this. Because people's worst fears also came true eight years ago when Barack Obama became president. 
and before that and before that with each successive president. People's worst fears often come true when we elect a new president or darn near anything happens that people don't like. In both cases, with both of our our president-elect and our current president, I think some of people's fears were probably well-founded. Presidents make bad decisions. And we see who's coming and we expect some of those bad decisions. I think also that some of those fears were not well-founded, but largely emotional reactions that get so worked up that we're afraid it's all coming to an end. But I don't think that particular apocalypse is going to happen because of who's sitting in office. The real apocalypse for me, the real revealing revelation, has been to see how much hope or how much despair we place in one person. I've seen on the internet in the last week, and plenty of times before this, I've heard it said, we need to bring God back into our country. When did he leave? (laughs) I think we at least maybe thought he left when anyone started thinking that it is up to the president or anyone in our government to allow us to believe in God, follow in the ways of Jesus, or teach us how to follow in the ways of Jesus. I don't want Uncle Sam telling me how to follow Jesus' ways. Our government sucks at it. Pardon me, but they do. Whether Congress or the President, whoever is in office, that one person is not Jesus. That one person, whoever it is, is not in charge of us following in the ways of Jesus. Regardless of who is President, regardless of if we like that person or don't like that person, we're still a people in diaspora. We are still disciples of Jesus living among a nation within a culture that does not seek first and foremost to follow in Jesus' ways. And that is not up to any president to teach us. It's not up to a president or anyone else to teach our children to follow in Jesus' way. It's not up to a president or anyone else to show people the light of the gospel, the love of Jesus, and the peace of his way. It is rather up to us, Jesus' disciples, To show people the light of the gospel. It is up to us, Jesus' disciples, to show people the love of Jesus. And it is up to us, Jesus' disciples, to show people the peace of Jesus' way. It is also up to us to notice all of the times and the places where we see Jesus out in the world. That's life after the apocalypse. God is still creator, ruler, and redeemer of all creation. God is still anywhere and everywhere in the world. And as disciples of Jesus, whether in this house or our houses or anywhere else in the world, we get to see that and point that out. Regardless of what anything in our culture or world around us may say, regardless of whether our worst fears are coming true or our prayers have been answered with a no, or whatever question we wonder, and the real question that we need to ask ourselves is, where am I giving my heart? To what am I giving my heart? That's what belief really is. 
Not just thinking something is true, but giving your heart to something. What do we live and follow? What do we give our hearts to? Living in diaspora, it's easy to give our hearts to all kinds of things. And not all of those things are the ways of Jesus. And we usually, when we follow after ways and give our hearts to ways that are not the ways of Jesus, we do so for really good reasons. We're seeking connection with people. Or we're seeking to alleviate some of us and get some solace for the storms in our lives. And so we follow after ways that are not necessarily Jesus' ways. But at the same time, living in diaspora, we can find Jesus in many ways and in all kinds of people and places that are not on the surface particularly Jesus-y. Yeah, I just turned Jesus into an adjective. (laughs) The truth is, Jesus is alive and well in all kinds of ways and in all kinds of places, in our religious culture and even in the culture around us. In giving our hearts to Jesus, we're not then set out to rail against the culture and point out all of the places and people and situations that are bad and evil and say, Jesus isn't there. Oh, really? He might argue with us with that. Giving our hearts to Jesus while living in diaspora, living in a culture that is not particularly Christian, what we get to do is point out all of the ways and places that Jesus is there. All of the ways and places where we see Jesus in the culture around us, in the lives of people around us, wherever we are, even in the places that people are like, I shouldn't tell, but I'm going here tonight. It's Saturday night. I'll pray on Sunday morning. No! If you're somewhere on Saturday night, Jesus is there too. And you get to point it out. You get to notice and see and show where all the blessings of God are in this world. That's life after the apocalypse. Wherever we see grace, we see the way of Jesus. Wherever we see forgiveness and love, we see the way of Jesus. Wherever we see people doing their best to make the right decision, that is the way of Jesus. Even living in diaspora, living in times when our worst fears have come true, or they haven't, fear not, Jesus says. Fear not and give your hearts to me. And do not fight against each other. Do not fight against the culture around you. But follow in my ways and practice your faith and live your faith, even if it is countercultural. And then open your eyes to see me everywhere in the world around you. Amen.